Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now Well, hello again, Slurds. Thanks for tuning in to the Cheers to Comics podcast. I'm Brian Wayne, and this is another edition of Trade Negotiations. And yes, I admit this book is not in trade paperback form or collected edition yet, but I could not wait to talk about it. When this book came out originally in June, the first issue, I I, I couldn't believe what I was looking at. And then what I was reading, it was, it was the first issue was just stunning. And then the second issue came out, and I got halfway through it, and I, I just, uh, I, I knew that I wanted to binge this. So that's what's happening here. This book is getting binged, and it's getting its own episode of Trade Negotiations. So, uh, the, uh, the creators here, gotta make sure we give the creators some love. We've got Sean Lewis writing this story, and Hayden Sherman throwing down this incredible, very unique art. And I gotta say, before I really get into the story, I guess I can kind of give, I don't want to say a review, I don't like to look at this podcast as a review-based podcast, but nevertheless, uh, it's it's all good things, that's all I gotta say is good things. I, 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 it's different. Uh, the way the art is done, you, it's done quick. But at the same time, and it's very busy. It's quick and busy. And normally you would think, well, that sounds like not appealing. <laughs> well, it's it's composed so well, and you you know what you're looking at. And beyond everything else, the the color scheme is very well uh, trimmed down. It's mostly grays and pinks, and every once in a while we'll get some. Uh, some very light hues of blue in there to change the tone and different variations, maybe a teal or something like that. But for the most part, they're overlays. They're not really... Yeah, uh, it's a gradient that goes over the panels. And then the so the talk bubbles, a lot of that, you know, that's that's comes out in pink. So, fuck, I, I don't... It's, it's just, it's easy to look at. It, it may, at first glance, you might think, whoa! But just take three seconds, and that's about all it takes to realize it's not that busy. I mean, it is busy, but it's still very, very visually appealing. And the story in itself is just, oh, it's it's so well told. The pacing is great. There are moments where, yes, as I'm reading this, I, I think, oh, shit, did I miss something? I have to go back, and I'll scroll back, and I realize that, no, okay, I didn't miss something. And then three fucking panels later, it explains what I thought I just missed. So I'm starting to find a pattern and tone with this as I go through and read it. And 
yeah no you just you'll 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 learn and pick up on that too but it's you you learn it quick within the first issue so it's oh man sean lewis and hayden sherman they really really do kill it on this book so uh without further ado i'm not sure if i've cursed or anything yet but i guess i can obviously this is a spoiler based podcast i do give a rundown of this book this is that's all the reviewing you're going to get from here this is just what the fuck's happening in the story by the way i curse on this podcast full disclosure so <laughs> hopefully you got the explicit content bar wherever you listen to podcasts if not whoopsie doodles you've been warned so let's get on with issue one or chapter one or however you want to look at this by the time you listen to this maybe this book is out in trade form who knows but regardless the first part all right so the story starts out we're in a mad dash to get some medical attention medical attention is needed for our main character thumbs He's on a gurney, and it's not looking so good for him. At this point, nothing, the, the, the extent of his injury hasn't, it just looks like he's fading out. It's not looking good at all. The person at his side is his very good friend, Nia, and we'll get to know Nia very well as this story moves along. So get used to that name. Well, the place they're attending, or they're, they're seeking their medical attention, they, they roll up to Fortress Victory. And Fortress, Fortress Victory is the home of the, uh, the, the rejects, the latchkey kids, as they describe. And that'll be explained more here in just a minute. But first, let's kind of give you an idea. I just want to give you an idea of the pacing on how fast this book just runs right into it. So, yes, Thumbs is wheeled in, and he's no good, no good shape. Meanwhile, Nia is requesting that Mother Iris play back the incident. So Mother Iris is this AI type of figure that essentially records everything that's going on. And uh, yeah, almost, it's, it's hard to explain. It's like an AI familiar, if you will, or a guardian almost. Describe more of that in a bit when we get to... Yeah, yeah, it was, I'll describe more of that in a minute. But first, th- th- this particular uh, Mother Iris isn't necessarily the guardian of one particular being, it seems. Uh, maybe it is, but I'm thinking more of along the lines It's of it belongs to the fortress itself, Fortress Victory. That's just kind of the vibe I get. They don't necessarily explain it completely, but I don't feel that to be vital information either. So anyways, what they get, they they play back the mission the, and then we learn how how Thumbs is in the condition that he's in. Turns out he went in on the mission a little too early. Keep in mind that he's only 15 years old right now. He went in on the mission a little too early and well, he uh he got shot in the fucking head. That's at least that's that's what the panel portrays. So, yes, that that's what's going on there. Well, then we flash back two years, and we get the origin of the the place he's in, and what's going on here, he, he's, he's a child of really a poor upbringing. He has no parents. Well, he has parents, but they're never around. They're always out working because, yeah, they got to put food on the table. They're just never there to eat it with them. As well, that's pretty much almost verbatim of how they describe it in the book. So the thing, the being taking care of 
thumbs and his little sister, Tabitha, who is seven at the time, is this AI entity known as Mom. And this motherfucker is cool as shit. <laughs> it's snappy, it's witty, it just picture it like Alfred, essentially, is how I would imagine the best way to describe this character. Is Alfred, just uh, a, a ghost pink blob looking thing. It's beautiful. It's fucking beautiful. I love it. So, yes, we, we get a whole backstory there. Well, the the kids they're uh, they're watching the TV, and then on comes this philanthropist, if you will, Adrian Canis, or Canis, and he has developed this video game, and the video game he's giving away for free, at least to the uh, less fortunate. Well, over time, thumb get thumbs gets really, 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 really fucking good at this game. And Canis kind of becomes a household name in technology at this point, almost like a like a Tesla type of figure. Well, that also develops a fear from the government, and we'll get to that in a moment. So before all that, uh, Canis he offers a scholarship contest, and it kind of takes place out in the woods for the you got to be in the top one hundredth percentile of game players. So he take you know, thumbs he goes through some shit and he gets into the top one hundred percentile and in a, a Hunger Games type of fashion, he and his new friend, Nia, yep, origin story of her too, or at least their their meeting, you know, the one that was in the, the ambulance with them in the very, very beginning. Yes, apparently the scholarship was for the top two, lucky enough. Gotta love comic books. So, yes, they, they land in the spot that they are, and, well, over time, the the U.S., they, they're now targeting Canis and all of his everything connected to it, so, obviously, people like the top two scholarship recipients of his video game platform thingy technology scholarship stuff yes they are targets u.s soldiers invade and at the end we see this giant mechanized looking soldier taking away tabitha thumbs little sister and pretty much saying we's about to kill this little bitch because she does not comply and yeah well that's that's that's, uh, hmm, shitty for him. So, well, turns out that's not the end of the book. Thumbs, he he wakes up from the coma because, did I mention in the beginning that he was induced in a coma by the, what do they call him, the old face? I think I said that, yeah. Well, he wakes up from this coma six years later. And, well, he's got a beard and he's all built like he's been working out in his sleep for six years and yeah he's he's all about it but he's instantly he's i gotta find tabitha and i gotta find nia bam that's where issue one leaves off i think that it oh man the pacing for just 20 pages is so good it's it's that's a lot and that's not an oversized issue and there's really not a whole lot of dialogue to be honest it's just great storytelling you still get through it real quick and I said it's easy on the eyes, but do spend time on the art just and really appreciate it. You you you'll you will appreciate it. It's uh, like I said, it's busy, it's fast, but it's beautiful. 
And, oh, what I got out of this first issue, I mean, you could see why I wanted to dedicate an entire episode. And, yes, let's, let's move on to chapter two. So Thumbs, he's he's woken up. He's six years later, and he uh, yeah he wants to know what the fuck's going on. He knows what his mission is, so yeah, he's got to be shown the ropes just a little bit. He's got to acclimate, and luckily Mom is there to help guide the way. Well, he wakes up to see that well every he's really just a graveyard of bodies, just a pile dumpster pile of fucking bodies everywhere. And, yeah, well, he's warned by Mom that he must wear gloves wherever he goes because the power, although they have kind of gotten rid of all technology or any way out there, they're still able to identify and track and find him through, you know, anything he may touch or something like that. I'm... I, yeah, the fact is you gotta he's got to hide and hide his face as well. So they're making their way through this this garbage pile of bodies and then they come across a bunch of live people but they're barely alive uh, as a matter of fact i think they're they're called i mean they're they're non-living and i don't mean they're zombies in the you know traditional sense but they're they're just they're all junkies they're addicted to this game they've got the the headset on the visor and yeah, they just, it's easier to escape reality that way. So, yes, you get this sad type of situation as Thumbs and Mom trek through all these these people. And throughout this, you see all these really sad individual conversations going on with themselves. You know, it's the, the, the game dialogue that they're having with one another, or with, with themselves. And, oh, man, it's, <laughs> yeah, it, it starts tugging at you for a second. But they, they make it through there, they make it up to the surface, and then BAM! They come across the, the, the anti-power crew, as I'm going to call them. And the people that would know best where Nia is, because she's, uh, well, rumored to be, or, well, I guess confirmed to be one of their officers. She's a founding member, as a matter of fact. Officer 19 or some shit like that. Agent 19? Officer 19. So, but she's not in this group. Uh, these these motherfuckers are coming at thumbs, and he's trying to talk them down. Hey, man, do you know Nia? I know Nia. Let's do the you know fucking blah blah blah. And just you know, he calms down. He calms down one of the officers enough. He recognizes thumbs. You know, he acknowledges. Oh shit, your thumbs. I remember you got kicked in the fucking nuts in the woods during training class or the the, the fucking. Uh, scholarship tournament i remember i was there i lost but here i am and fight the power <laughs> and it is fight i mean that's that's essentially the the antagonist the the driving evil of this story so far is the power so yes you'll hear me say fight the power a few times i i would imagine anyway <laughs> carrying on so he recognizes them, but Thumb still gets the idea, the, the feeling that mm, probably not gonna play nice. Swipe your bike, peace, bitch. Takes his bike, takes off. Well, before we get to where Thumbs is going, we we figure out where Tabitha is, and she is in Power City, 
where there is no technology. It's very old school, turning in papers that they had to handwrite and all this stuff. And she is in school. And, well, she's, yeah, brainwashed. And essentially now she is an advocate for the power. And Thumbs learns that when he does track down Nia. He takes his little stolen bike, apparently knows the cabin where she would be at, finds her, they chat for a moment, and, yeah, fucking, uh, that's when she says, so bad news, your sister, she's one of them. Well, uh, <laughs> bad news for them even more. They turn around, they, they're, they're about to go try to solve shit, figure shit out, and they are ambushed by the power. And they state that they the, there's just always when the power's there there's just always too many of them there's just so many of them despite the fact that mom is just blasting like a motherfucker pium 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 blowing sh nah not enough so that is the little cliffhanger that we're left on there in the second issue man we are <laughs> we really are getting some cool stuff in here it's we got a lot of action in this one we did and towards the end for sure uh, we got griminess as far as the pile of bodies that Thumbs and Mom have to climb through to get to the junkies, to get attacked by the bikers that, oh man, it's, <laughs> this book had a lot. Once again, paced very, very well. Nothing, nothing, it's just superb all throughout. There's, I, I, I'm probably going to keep repeating myself, but still, I gotta say, it's good. Very, very good. Let's... Let's move on to issue number three. So it starts out with uh, a moment where Thumbs, he's, he's in his coma state. So we're obviously we're in a flashback situation. This flashback is showing Nia in her training situation or scenario with her what they call app or mom and she refers to her as mama and her app even says hey how come you don't call me mom you call me mama and she's like i like to change it up dog i'm different anyway it's <laughs> besides the point the the main point of this scenario here is actually introducing the leaders behind the power and in this training scenario we get an introduction of these two main leaders and the first one being Sewell, Sewell, and we get a bit of a backstory for him and his need for the downfall of technology and his uh, motivation is the fact that his son, he, uh, he, he killed himself because of cyberbullying, so he, he, he blames the the death of his son, the suicide of his son, on technology. And he's he's one of the two entities heading the heading the cause of the power. The other being Cora de Delape. Delape? I don't know how to say it. We're just gonna be Cora from here on out. So and his motivation is the fact that he his ex went and posted some sexual videos that was supposed to be a little secret poo out in the open and it ended up making him lose his job and essentially sent his whole life into a downward spiral and blah de blah de blah de blah blah 
So he's mad at technology. So there we have it. Korra and Suel, or Suel and Korra, as they're referred to. And that is essentially the whole point of that flashback scenario. I thought it was pretty cool how they did that. Well, now we go back to our time and where the last issue left off, and that's Nia and Thumbs and Mom being surrounded by all of these motherfucking power dudes. So they're surrounded, mom's blasting and blasting, and it's not working. Kind of takes off. Uh, we'll, we'll get back to what mom's doing in a second. Meanwhile, they have these little ball things uh, Nia does, and she hands them to Thumbs. And Now, Thumbs goes on to explain, hey, you know, I may not be strong and may not have, you know, great... Or I may not be able to shoot well, but I'm accurate when I throw stuff or something like that. I don't know. The fact is, he's able to throw these little things, and apparently they're a reflective disc, and it seems like, okay, they might actually have a shot if they have this, this you know, technology on their side against, you know, a, a group that is very anti-technology. Well, not enough. Turns out bigger explosions are enough to <laughs> outweigh whatever their instrument of destruction is. And they go flying, and then we go back to Mom, and Mom, she... It is <laughs> got this goofy fucking outfit on and it's pretending to be lost. Now keep in mind, uh, the mom technology is why that that base, that fortress was bombed to begin with. It's because, you know, they knew that, that was a harbor for this this very, very dangerous new technology. The the mom technology. So they thought, the power thought they got it all. And we'll get back to that in a second. Well, so, naturally, when the power see, oh shit, there's one surviving, uh, they, they start shooting, but it doesn't really do any good, and we see this motorcycle come out of the distance. And this motorcycle says, okay, call, mom, I got your call, I got this, and fucks up the, the two or three power agents shooting at mom and then goes out into the distance and says, all right, I'm on my way to Nia and Thumbs. And that's where they go. Then we go back to Nia and Thumbs. Nia's got a fucking busted ankle. But thankfully, Carlos shows up. Carlos, did I mention Carlos is the guy on the bike? Carlos has history with all of these people. They don't, And they mention now at this point, at the arrival, oh, shit, okay, that's Carlos. Because at first I was like, okay, well, who the fuck is this guy? Apparently a good guy, but no, it's Carlos. Because of the helmet, you can't tell. So, uh, yes. Carlos gives up the bike, says, here you go, motherfucker, take it. I don't like you thumbs, but I, I believe in mom. And, yeah. So you go do your thing. I got this shit. You got your shit. Peace. Well, thumbs takes off. And, uh... He's he's speeding through <laughs> the, 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 the fucking forest. He's got uh, um, Nia on the back of the bike trying to get her to safety, and this tank rolls up. And there is a moment. So this tank isn't a complete surprise. There is a moment where well, uh, once the Carlos takes off and the three agents are down, or the three officers are down, Mom does commandeer a tank. So you, this tank catches up to this fucking dirt bike. <laughs> and we get this, we get a really cool, you know, moment of uh, a comedic break for a second. Because, I mean, like, I, like, that's why I really 
contribute mom to being the Alfred of the situation. You know, in the most dire of situations, you can always count on the, a little bit of a break in tension for just a moment without it still being, uh, you know, too too forced. So I don't I don't know. I love it. It's it's, it's fucking beautiful. So yes. So the three are united again. Well, now we go back to Tabitha. Tabitha, she's out in this pond with this boy, and they're holding hands. And you know, the the boy's talking about, "Hey, isn't your you know how how you feel about your brother being a traitor and he's dead and whatnot?" And she's like, "Fuck that motherfucker. He's a traitor and it sucks. I miss him, but I'm glad he's dead because he's a motherfucking traitor." Because Tabitha's been brainwashed now. You know, she's in Power City or whatever it is. Well, she, he, the boy's like, hey, have you ever kissed? And she's like, nah, and they go to kiss, and it's underwater for some reason. I don't know, because it's special. I don't know, I understand how fucking nine-year-olds think, or I guess she'd be, well, she was six, seven at the time, and six years later, so she'd be 13 now? Yeah, yeah, no, she would be about 13 now, that makes sense. But they, yeah, before they could lock lips completely, they're pulled up by their heads by uh, one of the, uh, I don't know, head members, uh, teachers, if you will, and says, Tabitha, we got to break up this little kissy-poo. We've got some news for you. And she is delivered directly to Sue and Cora. And Cora says, check it out. Your brother, he's alive. Uh, well, and not only that, we've, there's also a mom running around out there, and uh, we just want you to know, you know, it's, he's coming for you. These are his intentions, and they're trying to gauge her reaction. Is she going to say, oh, my God, my brother's alive? She's like, nah, fuck that motherfucking traitor. What do we got to do to take his ass out? So Tabitha is fully brainwashed, and I have a feeling when Thumbs and her cross those paths, it's going to be pretty fucking heart-wrenching, at least at first. I don't know. We'll see. But either way, they're setting up some fucking heartstrings to get tugged on for show. Well, uh, yeah. And throughout all of this, there we there's a meeting. Well, <laughs> hey, we get even more of a twist. As I, well, I guess this is the first real twist. Tabitha turns around to see fucking Camus sitting there really acknowledging and you know concurring yes these are his intentions indeed this is all confirmed and she's like oh shit she fucking pulls a gun and starts gets ready to shoot but Sewell and uh uh Cora you know they stop her stop her and he's like no 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 check it out he this is confusing as fuck but yeah no he's he's kind of with us and this blew me the fuck away because the whole time, you know, I would, they're calling anyone that's not, a, you know, fighting the power, anyone, Camus's uh, kids. And here we are, Camus with the power now. So I don't know what the fuck's, ooh, boy. Oof, this is, oh, it's so fucking good. I'm loving this book so goddamn much. Well, there's only two more issues left. Uh, it's, ooh, man. Well, fu- uh, this is good. This is good. So the fact is, is they're they're scared to death of the mom technology, and it's the, the mom technology is thirty miles away, in a motherfucking tank with thumbs and Nia. Granted, Nia does only have one arm now because I guess I did uh, forget to mention the uh, they don't mention it in the first two issues. It's just something you're gonna ha- you would have to notice. And, yeah, no, she is missing an arm, and that happened during the uh, the midst of the coma and all of that shit. So, 
Oh man, issue three. Yeah, lots, lots, and st- lots to talk about. Still, so much action. The action is ramped up so at every issue, and setting up all types of stuff. Uh, oh man, I can't. I don't have enough good things to say about these first three issues. So let's. Uh, I'm not gonna. St- yeah, keep going on with that. Let's move on to number four. So our fourth issue starts out with our heroes making their way towards Power City, but ten miles out, Mom crashes the tank. (laughs) Cause she don't take corners good. Classic Mom. So the team decides, okay, this is this is where we go off. Mom, I'm gonna go do my thing. Mia and Thumbs, they they go to do their thing. Well, as Nia and Thumbs are trekking through the woods, making their way around, uh, somehow Thumbs, he, he's, he's split up, and he draws the attention of these kids. And these kids, they've got these masks on their, you know, one of Canis's kids. And the, but they're armed to the teeth, and Thumbs, you know, Nia's not there to protect him. Like I said, somehow they, they, they got split up. Well, uh, he's taken to their base and their base just so happens to be the same trailer park that he grew up in kind of hitting home a little bit (coughs) so he's there uh he's kind of realizing holy shit all these kids all these canis kids what the fuck and then nia shows up and then he realizes that nia is really in charge of these kids and thumbs Initial reaction is, well, you're kind of doing exactly what Canis did. You're weaponizing these kids. You're brainwashing them. You're making them believe. And yeah, not so cool. So they get into a little bit of a physical altercation, but it thumbs, he's, he's not a fighter. And he hits the dirt pretty quick. But, and, you know, it's, oh, it's resolved. Not a big deal. You just kind of had to get that out of their system. Well... Uh, Nia, she points out the thumbs. You see that out there in the distance over yonder? Well, that's Power City. It's right fucking there. So, then we cut over to uh, Mom. And Mom is all disguised up, making its way through Power City. And it gets to this this pawn shop, if you will. At least that's kind of how I look at it. Uh, uh... A place where you would find, you know, I guess technology that's outdated and not being able to be used. I don't know. But the the dude running this place, his name's Metal Man Drake. Or so it says on his t-shirt. So <laughs> he's a he's a mom fanboy, admirer, really digs the situation. And he knows exactly why uh, it's there. And that is to plug into these computers. You plug into these computers, and it's uh, your mom's technology is able to essentially turn these computers and you know into weapons of sorts, and it's going to help fight the fight against the power within the city of the power. So, yeah. Uh, but Metal Man Drake says, "Hey, before you plug in, you know this is going to draw all the motherfucking attention." And you know, mom's cool with that. That's exactly what the plan is. Get all the attention this way. So at that point on, the only thing that mom is left to do is just protect her kids. It's kids. I don't. I don't know what the proper pronoun is, because it's. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> yeah. So 
protect. And that's that's what the fuck's happening. And from here on out, it's it's really more visual storytelling. <laughs> it's mom fucking shit up, drawing attention, and then we cut over to Tabitha, still in that same room. We kind of get more of an insight as to why Canis is there. He's he's kind of there against his will, but still, you know, doing what he's got to do. Well, Tabitha, she's shown via uh, technology. <laughs> The, the 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 motivational stories of these these two leaders, uh, Sewell and oh fuck I forget, Cronus I don't know, but uh <laughs> sorry I forgot to write that one down, but yeah, so it freaks her the fuck out seeing it all firsthand you know the hanging and the uh, the the spreading of the video and all of that shit and. She goes into a breakdown and she has the, you know, she fucking comes, snaps back to reality. And she hears this voice in the distance and she just reacts. She has a gun in her hand. She's a badass now. And she just reacts when you can't tell me what to do. And she starts shooting. Well, on the other end of the their uh, barrel is Nia as Nia and Thumbs arrive to show up to fuck some shit up. So, that final panel is, well, Nia shot several times. Uh, or, if not shot several times, that one blast did all types of fucking damage. Because those are very big holes. More than one hole coming out of her back. And, yeah. So, that... you talk, Remember how I said the reuniting between Thumbs and Tabby would be gnarly? Did not see this one coming. Uh, whoopsie doodle indeed. Holy shit. So that leaves us with the final issue of Thumbs. Issue number five. So just a heads up. Um, you might need tissue. <laughs> it's all said and done with this book. It, 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 it's, a, it's a hell of an emotional ending. That's That's for sure. So it starts where issue four left off. It's Thumbs holding Nia in shock about what his his sister just did. Well, the power, they don't hesitate. They fire upon Thumbs, but he throws those reflective discs that were mentioned in a previous issue, and it works this time, and all the pum 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 goes flying, and it gives him the chance to be able to kind of talk Nia through this a little bit, even though he's, he still has no faith. He even flat out says, Nia, I don't think you're going to make it. Like, this is rough. So, um, from, uh, from there, he, he, he hoists her over the shoulder, and he's, he's dead set determined. Well, he realizes that, you know, backup arrives. Mom's plan fucking works. The the tapping into the computers and all that shit's good to go. But it's taken some time. At this point in time, yes, the computer the technology's awake, but mom hasn't exactly taken it over yet. <coughs> so it's yes, there is a moment where yeah, it's it's not immediate, but it does it does happen. And when it does, it's uh, it gets pretty fucking gnarly and epic. We get uh, a crazy well. Before we get the stand down, we get uh, mom communicating through the, the the headgear of these kids, you know, because they have the video game gear and all that shit. You know, the, the, the kids are part of this 
this rebellion, if you will, and yeah, so, uh, thumb, or, yeah, thumbs, here's mom come in, and mom says, look, fucking, that's crazy what happened to Nia, and that kind of makes Tabby a threat in my eyes, and I'm not programmed to protect Tabby, so, yeah, and thumbs pretty much agrees, he's like, yeah, no, you, you this is what you said, so I'm gonna, uh, bye, takes off, fucking, you know, his mission is to go, protect his sister well he's on his way to go protect his sister remember that boy that she was kissing way back well that's neve nev neve he shows up he he sees thumbs as a threat on account of you know how everyone's been brainwashed about the the history of thumbs and his lore and all of that shit so they're they're fighting it out and yeah so while all that's going down we get the army of mom versus the army of the power. And we get Sewell and Korra. They're standing down. Well, mom, she d- it doesn't take long. Mom just fries, <laughs> fries Sewell and some dope-ass, you know, I'm a god type of dialogue. It, it's cool as shit. It is. It is cool as fuck. This, this whole final issue is epic. It's... it's uh, I don't know, it's equivalent to a two-and-a-half-hour battle in a trilogy. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how. It's, it's fucking crazy. It's so just emotional the whole time. So, uh, with after Mom fries Sewell, well, Korra's still standing there, but Canis, you know, Canis, he decides that he's going to turn on Korra, now that it's not a two-on-one, slices Korra in half, and, well, now it's the the creator and mom reunited, and mom flat out says, dada, <laughs> it's pretty cool, after uh, Korra slashed, mom looks over at Canis, and yeah, Dada, <laughs> fucking love it. But he says creation in this really dismissive type of tone, and we get this really awkward. What the fuck? Like that's how you treat me, motherfucker? After all, shit. Well, yeah, it gets real awkward from there. Well, then we cut over. We cut. We cut to Nia, and you know what? She made it. She's cool. She wakes up, takes a big old breath, and she was like, "Holy fuck, I'm awake." <laughs> but she's 50% metal now, so, yeah, fucking technology all up in this bitch. Well, now, at this point, Thumbs and Neve, they realize that they have the same task at hand, and that that is to protect Tabby, you know, and that's what they, they, they do, they track her down, and, you know, Thumbs is kind of giving their all, like, you shouldn't shoot people without looking <laughs> type of situation, because the person you shot this time just so happened to be someone that's probably gonna fucking die, and I kind of, you know, I'm very fond of them. <laughs> well, before, you know, the, the, the dialogue carries on much further, Mom arrives, and straight in, like, this RoboCop mode, that bitch shoots people that I'm sworn to protect, so she is... The enemy, I'm fixing to kill her. Well, Thumbs realizes that the only way to deactivate and stop Mom in this situation is to kill the charge. And you might, and probably doesn't take much to realize what that means. Uh, (laughs) uh, Thumbs has got to go down. 
well, thumbs in a very dramatic sense, and yeah, uh, uh, a few pages of goodbyes. Mom is at this point is aware that okay, this is this is what we're doing. All right, well, if I don't have anything to, you know, I mean, <laughs> all right, cool, whatever, I'm going with it. So it's just standing by as thumbs is saying the goodbye and. Takes takes a step to the edge of this building and tells mom, come here. And mom takes his hand and they swan dive. And yeah, we get this, this, uh, oof, this dialogue of just darkness and a remembrance and all of this stuff. And, you know, Thumbs, Thumbs is dead. But it, the, it was, in fact... A beautiful sacrifice because it, the, the final pages is Neve and uh, uh, Tabby getting to actually get that first kiss again in, in a moment of surprise as far as Tabby goes. She didn't know what was going on. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it was beautiful. And they flat out say, you know, it's, it's you got to live life and sometimes you really got to live life. And God damn was this book a fucking banger. I guarantee if that if I would have featured this book, or almost any of these issues, but especially number five, on the, uh, uh, the, the weekly overviews, it probably would have got a top acknowledgement. Because, whew, this shit is just amazing storytelling. And like I said, and I have through all throughout, the art is absolutely incredible. And you're you're just you're attached. All one hundred. You you never you never you lose lose interest. There's not a single wasted word of dialogue. Not a talk bubble goes unnoticed. It, it's it really is a beautiful piece of art. And I think once the right amount of hands get get into this, this is going to be a book that will be. Remembered as one of the greats, and I, I truly, truly mean that. This is a plus storytelling. So uh, an episode of his of its own is deserved. So that is it. Five issues all wrapped up. I can't imagine that this really does go any further. I I, I can't see there being a sequel. If there is, I'd be happy. Just because I mean, as long as it's the same creative team, I have no idea where they would go with it. But at the same time, I had no idea where they're going with this either. So, yeah, that that's that's what I gotta say about thumbs. It was uh, once again a work of art. So, thank you all for tuning into this here podcast. I do recommend that you do continue to support this podcast by becoming a Patreon. Patreon.com/slash/Cheers to Comics, and there's several tiers to choose. Tiers to choose. Yeah, tiers to choose from. <laughs> Uh, starting at just a dollar, and I, you do get your money's worth. You you do, and if you're not into supporting financially, which you know I'm not gonna judge you for, start out you know ease it in. How about just a little review? Uh, you know, and I, I I know your time is extremely valuable, and I've said it before. I do value the 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 minute very very highly. So it just goes to show um, uh, your appreciation and my admiration. and uh, Just leave a review. That's what I'm trying to say. Sorry, it's late. I have been still sipping on this. uh, what's left of this Samuel Adams Oktoberfest. So 
Yes, cheers indeed. But yeah, leave a review wherever you do that. It helps the ranks, the podcast, all that good stuff. And uh, that does it. Thank you, Slurds, for tuning in. This has been Trade Negotiations. I am Brian Wayne. The book has been Thumbs. Cheers, fuckers. Hey, this is Ken M. Padawan J. Coach Duffy. From the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour podcast. Every week, the ODPH is talking sports, movies, TV, comics, and more. It's always a parlay of topics on each episode. You can find the ODPH on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, and wherever you find great podcasts, such as the one you're listening to right now. Don't forget to check out OchoDuroParlayHour.com, where you can find the links to all of the ODPH social media accounts, links to the bands whose music you hear each week on the show, hashtag 607 podcast info, and parlay points are a companion block section of the show. Thanks for listening to the ODPH. Now get back to your regularly scheduled podcast.